Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Yeah, Josh, we just went live. But you know, that was crazy. way better well orchestrated than last time. Do you think that maybe – I thought you said just go, so that's why I well, just went. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. Somebody just pulled the pin on the grenade and took late. off. That's <laughs> what happened. You were late. Were, wasn't it you? It was late. It was. It was me. <laughs> Not. It was me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's the only show I know you get paid to call in on. We need some callers. 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. Love to hear from you. Anything in the automobile world from that standpoint. So 316-462-3673. And as always, Josh, what's in that package? So we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We're going to use uh, Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mill Hamilton Ford. Uh, While we're performing that, we're going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, uh, checking out the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle, making sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner. Uh, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with uh, with us at uh, at the big corner. You'll also receive complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go. So, All right, 316-462-3673. That comes right to the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get patched in the podcast with your question. We'll get that package right out to you. Morning, Jeff. Morning, Delbert. And uh, so uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Josh, you got a picture hanging over here. I think that's probably what you want to talk about. Well, now. yeah, I thought at some point uh, we're going to we're going to go over that. I got a couple different things that I thought we could talk about uh, uh, that happened this week in the shop. And, uh, you know, seeing uh, seeing this uh, uh, number of vehicles that we do, uh, you know, within we a day. We see a lot of things, we, don't we? Yeah, we see a lot of things for sure. And very seldom have I run across much in this industry that I haven't seen some. Well, I don't even know that I'd say that because you run into new stuff all the time. Uh, (laughs) You know, I will say I don't know uh, any other industry that uh, that could be, uh, I guess, as surprising as this one. I don't know. Do you feel that way, too? (laughs) Or I mean, there's something will happen today it's like wow just when you thought you'd seen everything here's this you know here we go Uh right yeah yeah so uh you know to say every day is different in this industry is is uh i guess cutting it a little short uh from from that side but yet uh you know this week this show we we talk about preventative maintenance so much and how important it is and with the amount of volumes that of vehicles that we see in in any given day i i cannot tell you countless the number of times that you can walk through the shop and think you know hey that could have been avoided by a little preventative maintenance or that could have been avoided by a little preventative maintenance and it's just uh it's it's painful to see what some people have to spend to repair their vehicles when they would have just a little maintenance yeah a little maintenance would have went uh would have went completely different different way i was talking with uh, one of our employees uh today and i think he might be listening because he's texting us now but uh about his uh his wife's vehicle and how she's going the distance on the on the oil minder light instead of the intervals and he says well it's it's because she doesn't want to spend the money for the oil change and i'm thinking man if you only knew what you're going to end up spending in the long run <laughs> it's it's crazy to to think that 
you know, that you're maybe saving a dollar here or there, but you know, I get it as a consumer, if you're not educated, you know, back to that commercial from years ago from Fran, pay me now or pay me later. Problem is paying later is a lot more money than if you just did a little preventative maintenance. Uh, Right. Yeah, very much so. So anyway, so, uh, let's, before we get into your picture, Josh, I thought about a couple of things we got to talk about. Number one, it's, uh, Hope everybody's ready for, for Thanksgiving and having a great day on next Thursday. But then Friday morning, 7 a.m. is our Black Friday sale kicking it off. Josh, we got those 10 cars. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm pumped about those 10 cars. Uh, you know, we give these cars away. No, I shouldn't say give them. We sell them. We start at 99 bucks to $999. Uh, got to be in line by 7. I'd be in line by 645 if I was you if you want to get, get a chance to get a number. And I had a couple of people comment, you got to be there by midnight. No, no you don't. You just got to be in line by 645 to get a chance to get a number. We'll put them all in a, in a sack and we'll draw numbers out at first 10 and first guy gets a qual- uh, gets to pick. Remember to bring your driver's license and an insurance card with you because uh, we can't sell you the car without either one. We can't put a 60-day tag on that car and send you down the road uh, from that part. But I can't tell you how many times that's bit somebody in the, in the past, you know, for sure. And it's, it's published on the rules. And I mean, it's not, it's not exclusive to these cars. It's just, if you're purchasing a car in general. So, yeah. So anyway, the, uh, 10 cars and then, uh, we'll come inside after that, after we get the 10 cars done, Lisa always has endless full of cash for more drawings of those same numbers that you might get. If you didn't get a chance to get a 10 car, you might get some other stuff. Uh, and then, uh, it's kick the sale off, uh, like Friday and have fun. So. Yeah, we've got uh, the other thing, uh, you know, out of those 10 cars, I think this is probably the, maybe the widest array of stuff. Would you, would you, yeah, I think would so. be fair to say that? I mean, there's a well, couple I, of, I think what happened is we went and started working two well, months yeah. ago and finding these cars and, and we really got to hand pick them. Usually by right now, we're still short kind of two scrambling. cars. We're scrambling <laughs> to find two cars that's going to match. And, but we did a lot earlier planning this year and uh, excited for that. So if you've never been involved out here, uh, it's fun to be out here, even if you're not, if you don't get a chance. But uh, we'll we'll unveil them about 530 on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They'll be on the lot all, all Thursday if you want to come by and check them out. And then uh, 645 is where I'd be in line. And we will kick the sale off at 7 o'clock. Josh, you always go out to the end of the line and stop yep. the line and start handing numbers going forward. So if you're here at 701, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a number, that's for sure, uh, from that part. So it's a fun time. You don't want to miss it and uh, see who the lucky 10 is going to be to drive away with those cars. And uh, they've all been through the shop. They've all been mechanically sound. The brakes are great. The tires are great. Everything is safe and good from that part. Uh, and then they've been over to our. Auto spa, been through the detail shop, buffed and polished and ready to go. So they, I mean, they look really good. So uh, excited for next Friday morning, seven o'clock. It's going to be fun. Delbert wants that check in the background, Josh. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, but that goes to the Catholic charity. Sorry, dude. (laughs) He can't even see the amount. I think it says they owe us money. Yeah. So Delbert, (laughs) you got a check for us, bud? Okay, so anyway, uh, Josh, before we get into that deal, I think maybe another thing we ought to talk about a little bit, too, is everybody's been talking about what happened last Tuesday over at Kansas Fairgrounds, uh-huh. and uh, we went over and uh, in front of the fair board, and a lot of people over there wanting to keep that racetrack running over the Kansas State Fairgrounds, and I agree, I want to keep it going, too. Uh, we uh, made a proposal. Uh, the, the fair board has had that proposal since October the 31st, uh, and uh, so we... Got to present and uh, go through a lot of things and stuff with the board. And uh, now we got to go back and wait till next Tuesday to see what happens. So we're uh, anxiously awaiting. 
Uh, I have uh, had lots of conversation with lots of people and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> the word is getting out that we're going to be promoting that track. And I just hope the fair board will give us that chance and give us the opportunity to do it. It's going to be interesting to see what they decide. They got a vote there on next Tuesday. There's 13 of them. Uh, so I know it's going to be interesting to see what they do, how they vote, what they decide they want to do to keep that fair track racing and going. Uh, there's a lot of passionate people about it that want to keep that track over there. And I agree. I'm passionate about it too. I want to keep it going too, but I want to make, I want to run it correctly. I want to run it like a business and, and helpfully get through a year and go back to the fair board and say, here, here's what we did. Here's how we did it. And here's how we're going to take on and go run year two. Uh, from that part, a lot of discussion about track size, what we're going to do. And yes, I got to keep it. I don't have any money that it's going to take to move that thing to three eights for the first year. We first need to get the first year in our belt, see how things go and all that kind of stuff too. And then we can kind of decide if we do, we want to move it to three eights or not. There's a lot of discussion about that too. So anyway, exciting to next Tuesday at five o'clock, we'll be back over in Hutch and let's see what happens. It's just one of those things that it's going to be a, uh, learn as you go, you know, or I guess, uh, uh see what works. Yeah. You know? Uh, for sure. So anyway, if you got any questions about that, want to talk about that on live. You sounded like there was quite a few people of in attendance. Uh, uh, it was packed house. Deal. Yeah, which is good. They had it over in the uh, one of the bigger rooms over there at the Kansas State Fairgrounds, and it was a packed house. So that was yeah. good to see the support and everything else from that part too. So uh, anyway, next Tuesday we'll find out. We'll see what happens. So okay. So next up, if you want to talk about that. Fired off 316-462-3673. Love to take your questions, comments, whatever it might be about the Kansas State Fairgrounds racetrack. So, okay, Josh, what do you got over here? Uh, so, you know, again, going back to the kind of the preventative maintenance, this is a, a vehicle that came in. Well, it was towed in. Uh, I guess look, we can even start with, with that part of the conversation. It was towed in because it wouldn't move. Um, but so this is a picture within the rear differential housing. And so if... Uh, <clears throat> If you're if you're listening, you definitely want to take a look at some some photos that we have up here. Um, but uh, this is inside the rear differential hou housing of a of a uh, pickup truck, and again, this thing just at it wouldn't go anywhere, wouldn't move. Um, with your cursor, I don't know if you can kind of highlight, but the the, the oh this cursor, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, so I think if you put it on there, I think it will highlight it on here. So I don't think there's yeah there you go. Eh, maybe not. I'm not sure. Got to go so, here, right? Can they uh, see that? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to see you do that. So, but uh, anyways, that the carrier assembly right there, I've oh, never there. seen. It's just real small. See it? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a, a carrier completely. To talk to Gus about how to make that bigger. Completely crack in half like that. Um, that is not supposed to be there. Uh, you know, there's supposed to be, uh, that's supposed to be one solid uh, chunk there. Um, but there was, there had to have been so many warning signs before we got to this point. That's, I guess what I wanted to, wanted well, to, well, let's kind of go through. So everybody kind of realizes this, this pin here kind of goes all the way through. That's right there. And then this crack comes here to yeah, there. It, it's, and this is all gone. This should not, this whole piece should have this piece of metal in it right here. That's here. And that, that crack, uh, like it's completely in half that it, the carrier is now two pieces. It spins, it? Okay, it yeah, spins freely in completely there, completely freely. And which is what, uh, so you try to, to quit moving basically. Yeah. Yeah. And to start out with like, okay, so first of all, it was, it was clearly low on fluid just because the amount of, uh, fluid in the differential you can tell like it wasn't completely empty, but it was, it was running really low. But second thing, that very outer ring, 
uh, over here on the outside. So even further out right than that, yeah, that is the ABS uh, reluctor wheel. And so basically there had to have been an ABS light because there's no way that thing couldn't have been reading erratically reading to, er to, to start out speed. with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, not to mention audible noise just because of all the, all the debris in there. Um, you know, there's uh, chunks out of the, the ring gear. Yeah, you can kind of are, see them right there. They're missing. Yeah. Around. That's just because it's probably been flapping around inside there. Yeah. Ar around the outside. So it had to have had an ABS light. But we've they've they've drove this thing so far now that it even it even uh, cracked the case. So there's a couple of other pictures. There's about four pictures in there. I think if you go to the middle of the screen on one edge or the other, um, it'll go so middle and then all the way over in the black part, all the way over. Keep going, keep going. There you go. So now come back this way. Yep. Well, yeah. Now come to this side. That must be this way. Yeah, there you go. And so, like I said, there's about four different pictures in there um, of just different. And again, this whole chunk should not be missing. That should be a metal, just like this metal is right here. This should be all be metal in there. So, you know, even though the ABS lights on, that had to be making a heck of a noise. Yeah. But we've, uh, <clears throat> uh, if you go, I think one over. Okay. So on that one, all the way over on the end there, there should be bolts uh, coming in from the. Oh, right here. Yep. Yep. From the back side of the carrier. Yeah. There should be a bolt right there. They're gone, and and above that, and then below yeah, it down period. there, uh, and and they're com they're completely out of it. But those bolts uh, coming out now, they're slinging around in the case. It actually cracked the case completely. So there's okay, no. Let's talk about the case. That's the outside piece here. Everybody mm -hmm. kind of knowing what this in houses inside the case that you see when you normally look at a car. That's cracked now too. And so we so, went from. Uh, I, I'm. I'm assuming probably initially, and this is just all the debris and stuff down at the bottom of that. Uh, we got a fuel jug up there, Josh. Yeah, down on the bottom of that. Uh, you can kind of see it right here. Mm -hmm. The debris and stuff is laying down in there. And so we went from, I don't know, maybe, let's say, let's well, to start out with, it was leaking fluid out of the front of the pinion. So I don't know if that's initially what caused it and low fluid and then it started getting hot and then bearings started you know uh separating or coming apart and sending metal debris throughout it but i mean we're talking thousands and thousands of miles of i guess neglect to cons ne neglect to the vehicle talking to you and saying hey this is an issue or this is an issue or this is an issue um to be able to get okay, this so what, far. What was this in again? So it's in a Super Duty. Uh, yeah, it was in a it was in a Super Duty. It's going to be a uh, I think it was a 20, um, 20, 2012 F two fifty is what this thing was in. And I know, I mean, I'm sure probably what it was is uh, you know being a work truck. Uh, it was downtime. You know, they didn't they didn't want the truck to be to be down. But now it's had to have been towed in instead of brought in for maintenance or yep. drove in for for maintenance. Uh, the amount of time that it would would have took to fix a leak, you know, service a differential, um, would have uh, would have been at their own convenience, uh, I guess, or the 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 most convenient time, um, and the the amount of downtime would have been way less. I mean, now you're talking a complete differential assembly like there's nothing in this deal that is that salvageable. is salvageable at all 
Yeah. Which is absolutely crazy. Remember um, how many miles are on the truck? You know, it's got, uh, I think it's got like 135,000 miles on it, okay. if I remember right. Now, I will say that it does look like they're harder miles, but. Well, Super uh, supposed to yeah. be hard. I'm, I'm going to throw another thing. I'm going to make somebody mad or whatever, but you said it was a company truck? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so. I wonder if the owner was driving the truck. I doubt no, it. No, yeah, as a company, no, not at all. That's what I'm saying. So the person driving the truck would have known that was going on, should have said something to us, to the owner or whoever, whoever the supervisor was that, hey, this truck's making a noise or, hey, I've got an ABS light on. So let's go back to that for a minute. An ABS light is probably the first thing that started this issue is what I bet for. It got uh, or the other thing I was thinking is just a warning sign of like fluid on the ground, you know, from a differential or uh, a pinion seal leaking. Um that if, uh, if a person would have known, noticed uh, something like that, or let's say it wasn't really leaking, you know, it, it, it was substantially low on fluid um, from from that side. So it, it had leaked quite a bit of fluid out. Um, yeah. But even through, I, I don't know, preventative maintenance wise, you know, where are we doing that? And when they're doing that, are they doing visual inspections, you know, on it? Because it have... Well, you'd think even if you serviced it every 5,000 miles, someone would have seen... Correct. A leak. Yeah. 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 So go back to, let's, let's say that the ABS light was the first thing. Okay. And it's a light. And we all talk about these lights. We just kind of go and go and go. Now, if the ABS light was the first thing to come on, cause that ring doing what it did. But again, I think that look at the amount of dollars it could have saved. If that light, when that light come on, if they would have stopped and got it. Started. Yeah. I mean, basically probably what happened here is it started leaking and it just ran low on fluid. And this is what I've been. And then everything, and then everything got hot got hot yeah yep and started wearing prematurely and uh you know yep. to and this is from a failure standpoint like i guess the point that i'm mainly trying to get across is there are so many miles that this thing has been driven with several warning signs of hey something's not right hey something's not right and then to drive it to the point that it just quit quit is uh is going to be expensive Yep, could have been saving a lot of dollars, that's for sure. So anyway, got a caller coming in, Josh? Yeah, we do. We got a, a caller coming through here. We'll get him patched through and see what's uh, see what's going on with Delbert this morning. So, Okay, we'll get Delbert on the line here real quick and uh, see what else we got. Jeff says it must be a Dodge Ram. Laugh out loud. Well, you know, it could be a Dodge Ram, but I don't <laughs> care what truck you got. When yeah. you're running out of fluid, it's going to do this. Uh, no matter what, but, uh, again, back to preventative maintenance, a little bit of money spent earlier. Uh, I'd like to see, I mean, go back and see when it was it, maybe we didn't service or whatever, see when, when it was last serviced. Yeah. The, uh, a couple of other things that I've, I've got, and I now wish I would have got pictures of it, but I had two, uh, two engines specifically, uh, this week that came in and both of them had holes in the side of their block. And we go back and look at maintenance records or ask for maintenance records and, you know, don't have uh, them, don't have them. It just blows me away. So, hey, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Delbert. Delbert, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. Yeah, somehow it sent me to voicemail instead of to you guys. I don't know what happened there, but we've got you now. Thanks for uh, thanks for <laughs> no right. I called right back. Um, the check I was going to give it to the to the company it goes to. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I get it. Yeah, you just wanted to be the delivery person, right? I did. I did. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. On behalf of Mount Hubbard Board, giving all that money back, that's awesome. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. So that was, uh, 
that was going to the charities. Catholic uh, charities. Yeah, Catholic charities. That was Catholic from our charities. Yeah, yeah, they're great charities. Yeah, that was from, uh, I believe that money was raised for Girls Night Out. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. That's an old check, then. Uh, yes. September, September 15th. Like, yeah. I think that's when we finally got everything dialed in. Was it when we can actually that date is when we presented the check to them. Yeah. I think is what that was. Yeah. So another good fun event we do here at Melbourne Ford, uh, the girls not out event and raise all that money for Catholic charities. But I'm sure that's what that was for. Even though it's September 15th, yep. I know that's when we, I think that's the date that got presented all the money. But next time you get everybody. Well, together, those get are it. some awesome pictures of that rear end differential. Man, isn't it? I say awesome in a, in a sense of terrible person. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pay me an hour, pay me later. And, uh, yeah. You know, just to. You little... don't realize what lack of maintenance will do. I mean, I just changed to. I, I found a dealer here because the other dealer I normally use here was too busy to get me in. And so I went to a different dealer, Ford dealer, and. They don't do MLA. I'm like, what? Who doesn't do BG products for Ford? You guys need to get back on the table here and get that going. Or you'll lose me as a customer. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that, too. That MOA is a great product, especially for preventative wow. maintenance. And for those of you who don't know, what it, metro. Yeah, motor oil additive is an additive we put in on top of the oil change. And basically how you look at MOA is as you put your new fresh oil in your car, as you start driving the, the oil, about 2,000 miles is about where it's at. The oil starts to break down a little bit at a time. And then by the time you hit the 5,000 mark, it's wore out a little bit more and more. MOA is put in there to keep that protection level at 100% all the way across the 5,000 miles is what it's doing, not letting that oil break down. It's just another additive package to give the, the oil a little bit more boost to last longer for that. But does not increase your maintenance interval if you put MOA in it just does not it's just a better way of protecting your motor and uh, making it have good protective oil in there for the whole life for the 5,000 miles but I will say if you if somebody forgets and says oh I'm at the 5,000 I need to make that appointment that extra four or five six hundred miles isn't going to hurt your engine if you get to that appointment time so I mean I wanted to mention that as well because you know, sometimes you can't get in when you need to get in at that $5,000, mile, $5,000, 5, mile. Well, I got money on the mind today, apparently. <laughs> and that is very true. Very true. Oh, and I yeah. got a, I got another example I can give you, too, about the uh, doing the GDI service. This had happened to me yesterday. Same kind of a deal with the MOA is put in after the oil change. But then if you've, for some reason, went too long on an oil change or did something and, and that sort of thing with the low-friction rings we have on our pistons today, carbon will build very quickly and those low friction rings will basically freeze kind of stick yeah yeah so you put this additive in the truck in the oil before you change it run it for 15 20 minutes so it kind of flushes all that carbon and stuff out of there and we had a we traded for the explorer but he told me that he was kept having an issue on startup of smoking and uh the other time he'd have a problem with it it would be like say he would drop the wife off at dylan's and she would run in and get something for four or five minutes and he'd sit in the car four or five minutes and he would leave it smoke again so they did all kinds of stuff there's bulletins about a pcv valve and different things but nothing ever really seemed to fit but would never consistent when it would do it did the gdi oil service to it guess what happened hasn't done it since went away 
<laughs> went away. So basically, them rings were. Or it'll come back eventually, but yeah, yeah, eventually if you don't keep that oil change and stuff too. So that GDI oil service just went in and cleaned those rings back up, made it so where it would move. The rings could seal again, and uh, off we went. And I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I st- we still get people after we do that GDI oil service, and uh, we'll call back and say, "My guy, my my oil, my my power is more. I've got I'm picking up three to four miles per gallon better, and all that kind of stuff." And uh, I will tell you, we had a vehicle over at BG the other day. They took over. I think I said this on a couple of shows or whatever, but the car had 64 miles on. They went ahead and put a borescope down there just to look at it. It was already starting to build carbon deposits at 60, 60 miles. So uh, that's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Crazy. That dealership I went to has, has a BG. Um, I'm not sure what the, the building is, but there's a BG products building close to it, and they still don't use the product. I'm like, why would you not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Just make it but, I, I get um, it. I get it a hundred percent for sure. So, uh, so, but yeah, there's that, and, and you guys just—you're not giving anything away on this on these cars you got. So, I mean, you're doing a heck of a job keeping that secret. But you know, we want to pry that out of you somehow today if we can. <laughs> Give us some hints. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So if you're not using BG products in your vehicle, you're, you can really help yourself a lot and save your preventative maintenance a lot and, uh, save you money down the road and get many more miles out of these cars and stuff like that too. If you're not, it's, it's okay. Just make sure you're keeping that oil at 5,000 miles. That's for sure. Oh, and I'll let the screen go. Oh, look at that. I got it back real quick. So well, here's, anyway. a, here's an issue that my daughter had with a, it was a rental Ford F-150. And uh, the TPMS light would come on one of the wheels, and it was below 29. It was actually at 28 PSI, so I told her to put some air in it and drive it for a little bit. And it still wouldn't go off after two days of it. So they figured they've got a bad TPMS sensor in there. It's reading it, but it's not taking the light out. Yeah, so it's, it not, it's not getting synced back to the computers, what's not happening. Right. So from that they, port. they put that back in to get that adjusted. But like, yeah, it should have went off by now. <laughs> should have, that's right. Or the next thing is maybe they didn't sync it correctly. That might be another issue they might have had with it too. Uh not getting well, it. Well, it was uh twenty twenty was it twenty twenty two? I think it was a rental vehicle, it was twenty twenty two, so who knows what they did to it. Maybe when they they may have unsynced it when they did a a rotation or something, who knows? I'm sure they still rotate their tires on those things once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Those rental car companies are getting pretty, I used to purchase a few of those and I don't anymore just because they're coming in now. They, they've had to go so much longer. Used to, they trade them at, you know, sell them at 40,000. Now they got 70, 80, 90,000 miles on them. They're just too rough for me. I just can't do it anymore. Uh, And and it's not their fault. It's just the way people treat those cars uh, and what happens to them. But go instead of 40,000, now we're going double the amount of miles, the double amount of renters, the double amount of people in and out of those cars. And they're just, they're just pretty rough. And I just don't feel good about trying to push those. The old saying goes, drive it like you stole it. It's not yours. So (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly why I wouldn't buy one either. That's, that's the main reason. I mean, it was originally, they were going like 20 to 30,000 installed on them. And then like you said, they went up to 40, 50, now they're probably cutting closer to a hundred thousand miles before they sell these. And part of that is after the COVID, you know, during COVID they sold all their vehicles. So they could stay in business basically. 
and sold them at a loss. And then they still didn't get vehicles back because of the situation with shipping and the chips and everything else that went on and still going on a little bit today. But uh, one of the things that, you know, I noticed you guys, uh, uh, one of your salesmen, you know who I'm talking about, (laughs) right in that guy. Anyway, he he posts a lot of cars that you guys get in. And there was a blue Maverick that came in, a hybrid. Yep. Um, I don't know if that thing's still around, but that that was a the the problem with that for me is just a little bit too small for what I do. But I like it; it's just a little bit too small for what I do. So I'm hoping. Have you been in, have you been in a Ma- Have you been in a Maverick? Yeah, when they first came out, I was actually at your dealership and I okay. went in there and looked at a couple of them. But On the, yeah, they were just too small for what I do. They're they're roomy, but like you know, ride share is kind of you need some room in the back and. When you yep. put the seats back too far, they don't have any room for the legs. So the, the fusion's great for what I do, but it's going to need to be replaced eventually. So I'm hoping that Ford comes out with another hybrid in here in the next year. Escape, so baby. Escape hybrid, Rich, is what I'm leaning you towards. Yeah. Which one? Escape, the escape hybrid. hybrid. Yeah. Oh, the Escape, yeah. But again, they made the Escape smaller from the previous body style. I know the new one's got quite a bit of room in it. You need you need to look in next time you're here to we'll, you need to look at an escape and see what you think. Well, I'm thinking the, about coming in on, on Thursday or Friday morning. Okay. I don't know if I'll make it in time. So but you guys will be busy for a while, so it'll be have to after after all that. But so but we'll see. I haven't decided if I'm gonna make it or not because I don't know that I have if I do happen to get one of the higher end cars that don't have enough money to pay for it right now. So <laughs> well yeah, I get that. Yeah, so, yeah. I get it. So well okay, buddy well, Delbert. I just wanted to keep in touch. Give we'll you guys some thoughts. Come back here. Yeah. Movement going in and we'll see you guys hopefully on Friday morning. Come Friday we'll Everybody put you else, the... get over there to Mount Hamilton Tours, get your appointments in, get your oils changed, get your tires rotated. Follow the show. They'll give you the BG products uh, and your tire tire rotation, whatever you need for your car. They'll back you up and get you going. Sounds good, buddy. Delbert, we'll you see you. You guys have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you Friday, buddy, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Right. All right. 316-462-3673. Anything you want to talk about in the automobile world? You want to talk about, hey, the Black Friday? You want to talk about uh, the Kansas State racetrack over in Hutch? Whatever it is you want to talk about and get that great price package about over 130 bucks for each and every caller. 316-462-3673. So, anyway, Josh, uh, that's anything else exciting in the shop? Well, I guess the thing we haven't left off with, what are you going for Black Friday in the service department? Uh, so, we're going to have the first, uh, first 10 people at the Quick Lane facility. We'll have 99 cent oil changes. How many? First 10. 99 cents. 99 cents. I'm not, I'm not even sure where the 99 cent come from. I think. Uh, I think because the $99 car, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe we should do uh, 99 cents, then like one ninety nine, then two ninety nine. Uh, we'll just do 99 cents. How about that? That'll be way easier to keep track of. It'll be mayhem otherwise. I get it. <laughs> so first uh first 10 people uh into the quick lane uh will get a 99 cent oil change and then uh in addition to that got some huge rebates on some tires as well um 
so there's some uh, some cash rebates. It's a hundred dollars on a set um, uh, of four, but then you get uh, additional funds if you put that back onto your Ford Pass uh, rewards instead of uh, taking the cash incentive or the rebate. Uh, for so, that. so you get how many points? So it's forty thousand Ford Pass points. Um, is what uh, uh, if you take the Ford Pass uh, rewards on those, and then not to mention, I mean, you get the Ford Pass rewards for the for the purchase of the tires, or that you spend, whether it was tires or any mechanical repair or any service, uh, you get uh, re- rewards back on that. It's about five percent of the total purchase, so which can be a pretty good savings for sure. A lot of people bank that up and save it for a, a larger repair later. Uh, you well, let's use talk it. about Ford Pass points. How it works, what goes on there. Josh, we haven't talked about, about that in a while. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, so for every <clears throat> for every new car purchase, uh, you get uh, basically, they say, the first two years of maintenance um, is what it is. It's, it's what it's designed for, but again, you don't have to use it for that. Some people use it for an accessory on a vehicle. Uh, the other thing is if you purchase a certified pre-owned vehicle, uh, Ford also gives you some uh, some initial Ford Pass points uh, to get you started there. Uh, but basically that goes into into your individual account. It can be used for, for any part, service, or uh, vehicle purchase so if you wanted to bank them up and and save it for a down payment uh, on a vehicle there's people that do that there's some people that uh, use it every time and cash it in on every on every purchase that they make just to uh, get a little discount on on everything they do and you know there's some people that save it up for uh, a larger repair uh, brakes or tires or something along those lines but it's uh, pretty nice to to have a service done and not have to pay for it for sure so exactly it's uh it's something that uh, you as a consumer you don't have to do anything uh you know you as far as get the app and uh you know with the with the ford vehicle and the ford pass uh connected modems and stuff like that you know that's something that we've uh Ford has really came a long way with, and and there's a lot of great features uh, to a consumer uh, to be able to have that, you know, obviously as far as re- the remote start and unlock and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, from, yeah the app does so much from from the benefit of, uh, you know, con- connecting a consumer with the with the dealer and for us to be able to to look at your your vehicle and uh you know if if you're traveling down the road and your check engine light comes on and we can uh, get on there and identify you know hey what that what that check engine light what the code is at least to to be able to tell you you know hey uh, you're out on vacation in the middle of nowhere and do i need to have this looked at right now or is this something that you know yeah, I, could, I can't tell you how many times we've used that uh-huh uh it's it's uh you know and then the, the from the service side and i don't think uh, a lot of people understand this or know this too but you know if uh how many times do you go to the doctor after you've not felt very well and you get there and you're checking in to to go see him and it's like man i feel fine now why am i even here what what's what's uh you know what I, I wish i maybe wouldn't have wasted the wasted my time to get here but i don't can't tell you how many uh situations where we've been in been in where we've set an appointment for somebody and then they show up for their appointment or don't even go to their appointment because everything's fine now the lights off or Good. whatever uh but i, I assure you it's going to come back on but where i guess i'm headed with that is uh, with uh, the connected modems we're able to see um you know in a calendar 
calendar display of what was happening with that vehicle. So if the light was on, you know, we're able to determine, you know, what, what codes it had at that time and uh, to, to be able to have that historical data um, is huge uh, in, in Naden and trying to fix these cars. Well, I think the biggest thing we can tell the customer, can you keep driving? You need to find a store down there mm-hmm. or wherever you're at or whatever from that part. But where I was going this just the other day as a Sunday morning, salesperson saying hey can you dial in the system and get an unlock code for this customer's expedition yeah and i said what about ford pass yeah oh god we forgot about that guess what <laughs> got, called the customer back customer forgot about it too that you can unlock your car from anywhere you got an internet connection you can use ford pass and unlock your car or you can lock it if you forget to lock it you can unlock it you can track it you can tire pressures all the good things you can see with that with that ford fuel pass level uh, fuel level exactly uh, from that part, or you want to start that thing from anywhere you want, you want to unlock it, let somebody get in it. I will tell you, uh, I've had my wife, I believe I've seen her use that on multiple occasions, uh, you know, on a Sunday night or something, uh, being like, Oh crap, do I have enough gas to get to work in the morning and pull it up and, you know, just make sure that she don't have to get up that extra five minutes early to, <laughs> to go get fuel. But, uh, you yeah. know how that goes. Sure do. So, all right, got a caller coming yeah, in. Yeah, we here. do. We're gonna get uh, get another caller patched through, so we'll get him on the line and see what uh, see what they have going on this morning. So, see what Evans got up his sleeve, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep the phones ringing. Three one six four six two three six seven three. We'll get Evan Evan patched patched. God, I can't even spit it out, Josh. Patched through here real quick and see what question he's got or comment or whatever it might be. Uh, another thing, Mike Sheridan wants to thinks he's gonna go get some. Uh, Super soakers for the toy drive. December second is our toy drive. I mean, want to go up on the roof, Josh? So, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, he can, I guess, go get them. But if uh, he thinks he's going to spray me setting up on top of that roof, he's got another thing. It well, up. I don't know. Maybe if, he's just getting some super soakers as a gift, as a to put in the toy. Oh, drive. for the yeah. I hope that's what he's meaning. For uh, if history has anything to to do with itself, you'll be up there in a lawn chair and uh, one of those sunscreen things, uh, sun tanning. Because I don't think you've really picked a bad day of weather. Yet. I've had a couple. I've had a couple uh, bad days. I don't. There. I don't remember them. Well, uh, trust me. <laughs> Billy remembers them. Well, I guess what I would say uh, for all, uh, for all in all, and for what what the events for, we've been very very fortunate on on weather uh, on that side of it's things. Called good clean yeah, living, Josh. Uh, good. What, exactly what would happen what to Evan? Can't okay, get Evan passed through here real quick. See what's going on with Evans real quick and everything else too. But yeah, the uh, toy drive uh december 2nd we'll go up on the roof till we fill up five f-150s you can't get here on december 2nd we'll have trucks on the show and ring them in earlier whatever uh from that part so uh it's always fun to get up there on that roof and everybody bringing the gifts in and stuff like that and guess santa's gonna be here again so santa you got sat on his lap josh yeah no tell him what you want for christmas i uh, <laughs> there we go i think we've got uh i think we got him now so let's go to the phones let's talk to evan evan you're on live with under the hood hey good morning guys how's it going going good going good good hey i've got a 2020 escape and i was reading through the owner's manual at the kind of uh, maintenance schedule and it said that the brake fluid has to be changed every three years like it's a, it has to be done in service and it's coming up on three years. And I was just kind of like interested in, in what's the new, I feel like in the older cars, they didn't have to do that. Like that regularly. Well, let's talk about that, Evan. Cause, uh, 
you're you're all right. It's it's not been in the owner's manual to here the last few years or whatever because the manufacturers have figured that out that keeping good fluid in the ABS system and stuff like that too helps these brakes last longer. Not the brake pads, but these solenoids and all that kind of stuff too. But also, brake fluid is very acceptable to uh, absorbing moisture. Uh, and you get that, oh, really? yeah, you get the moisture in the lines or get whatever. That's when corrosion stops, rust starts happening and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we have a simple test strip that we can actually test the brake fluid and tell if it's time to be replaced or not. Okay, uh, cool. And I'm with you. You know, years ago, we never even thought about changing the brake fluid or whatever from that part. Uh, but uh, just right. keeping good, clean fluid in it uh, makes all the difference in the world. And I'll even go a little step further because uh, with Jake's and I's race car, uh, I use the test strips in it too. Uh, and it's amazing how quickly we are flushing that fluid just because of the extra amount of heat that the, that that car generates. You know, you don't generate that kind of heat in a passenger car like you do in a race car and that kind of thing too. But that heat also breaks down the fluid in the uh, calipers and all that kind of stuff too that you got to get flushed out of it. We got a simple system that hmm. does it very easy. The other thing is most manufacturers come out with a dot three fluid, and the fluid we will put back in on the brake flush will be a dot four. And what's that mean to you? Is it's less acceptable to accepting moisture but it still does but it's not as much but it's also raises the heat that it can withstand too under that under those extreme conditions and stuff and and brake fade you don't really know any you know too much about brake fade anymore but it's still there your abs system is overcompensating for it so if you keep a good fluid in there where your pedal's good and solid it's just seconds i mean milliseconds or whatever that can save you from an accident or that kind of thing too but but I'm glad the manufacturers are finally putting it in their recommendations that what they say. But again, everybody's driving habits are different. And uh, we just need to, every time you come in for a service, we just need to take a little test strip, test fluid, and see how it's doing. Yeah, definitely important to kind of stay on top of that. I didn't even realize every three years, but yeah. brake fluid service sorry. yeah sorry the the brake fluid service um for the aftermarket companies or not aftermarket companies uh foreign manufacturers that's something that they've had uh they've had for uh a lot of years you know you get in it started out really with higher end cars uh for sure but then you just seen more and more manufacturers adopt that uh service interval interval and you know to the to the point of what the expense of some of these ABS modules are and, and stuff like that. Uh, they are expensive, but for me, it's not so much uh, about the wear and tear on the, on the components for the service interval. It's about the safety aspect and being able to have that fresh fluid and not have brake fade and uh, being able to, to have the best brakes possible because when are you going to need the brakes? when it's most important to have brakes, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, from, from that side. And so there's nothing out there that says that if you don't do a brake fluid service, like it's not, it's not that the vehicle's not going to stop. It's just not going to perform at, at the best of its ability. Yeah. We, right. And we used to, when we first started doing brake flushes. I started doing brake flushes probably, oh, I don't know, shoot, 20 years ago, probably. Um, but we just kind of recommended that brake fluid flush when we did brake pads, kind of the same time to, you got to push the pistons back and change the fluid at the same time. But now we're finding out now that most, some of these cars can go a hundred thousand miles before they have to put brakes on. So that interval doesn't work anymore. So that's why the test strip has come up with 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like testing the coolant in your pH level of your coolant. Same kind of deal. Just stick it in there, give it a little signal to tell you kind of where you're at and which if it's time to change that fluid or not time to change the fluid and stuff too. So uh, great safety feature cool. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> exactly. So let's uh, – we'll get your brake fluid test and let's see where you're at. You're about three years old, you said, so it would be a great time to give us a little test and we'll find yeah. out. Yep. All righty. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the info, guys. Hey, thanks for calling, buddy. Okay, just a few minutes left on the show, Josh. Uh, anything else you got to cover real quick before we kind of – Yeah, we got what, uh, one more caller on the oh, line. Hopefully uh, oh, okay. he's, uh, he kind of hung out with us for a little bit, so hopefully he's still here. We'll get him patched get through. Patched through here had a lot of great, uh, great uh, topics or uh, discussion of preventative maintenance. And, man, I just can't express enough that uh, how – how much value there is in that. And it's so hard to quantify, you know, um, because I, I just, just from the years of experience in the industry, like I, I cannot express how important preventative maintenance is. Agree with you a hundred percent, hundred percent. Or don't do preventative maintenance and just pay bigger bills pay and, a the, bigger bill. and the inconvenient side of things of the car being broke versus, uh, you know, uh, being just down for preventative maintenance when you choose you know that's uh that's definitely always an option for sure um <laughs> it sure so. is okay here he comes yeah we'll go to the phone here let's talk to greg greg you're on live with under the hood good morning guys how are you guys today doing great well, good um i sorry i was listening to the show on getting ready to go to the ku k-state game and oh is that today i got, I got thinking it is today isn't it that's good yeah it's tonight at six well, it's tonight at six, so okay. Cool. Well, that's gonna be interesting. Who wins that one? <laughs> yeah, it should be a good game. I'm I'm kind of excited. First time I've ever been to oh, KU cool. versus King State. Cool. But you guys mentioned the thing about being able to um, see how much fuel's in the vehicle via the Ford Pass app. And it, a few years ago, my daughter was driving a uh, Ford EcoSport. And literally, I knew she was having a flat tire before she knew she was. <laughs> she was, she was driving out of town, and I got a notification there was a low tire, and I started to call her, and she goes, "How did you never call me?" And I said, "Well, you got a low tire." Yeah. And she goes, "Actually, Dad, it's flat." And I said, "Okay, well, those eco sports don't come with spares, so, but I knew right where to send the tow truck, and yeah, I knew where she was at too, right? Yep, yep, yep. it's." You know, I, I don't think you can underscore that enough when you're talking about putting young drivers and especially drive other places, but, you know, any, anywhere. You, you know, we get used to this idea from years ago that, you know, if you're, you break down, people will stop and they'll help you. No, they don't. They yeah. don't anymore because everybody has cell phones. And, and I don't know. I don't want my daughter out on the highway with a flat tire. So sure. If I know, if I know where she's at anyway yeah i get it it's the safety factor behind that and look uh just safety i mean it's best part of all is that situation but i tell you i love the tire pressure monitoring system i have a car i get in i'm first thing i try to find out make sure my tires right before where, i take off where it's at yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good stuff i just it i don't know i you mentioned a couple couple weeks ago about somebody calling in about um or somebody came in to test drive one and they were concerned about, you know, oh, like, well, we could keep the damaged one that was hail damaged. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, but those new, those new ones have so much more technology. Each, each one does. So 
You know, um, I agree. With yeah, you I think Every year they keep improving these vehicles, and I, I can't believe that. And I, I think it was like 17 and, and the F-150. I said, I don't know how much better they can make these trucks, but I tell you, these 23s are just a – they keep doing it every year. And, and the safety thing, you're right. We The manufacturers keep learning how to make them better and safer and, uh, you know, all the tech things they're putting in there. It's almost too safe to drive anymore, <laughs> you, can, you know, I mean, uh, from that I, part. But uh, if you do get involved in a collision, is how that car protects you in that car inside the cabin and what the airbags do, how the crimple zones work, all that kind of stuff. Even the ABS is to stop you quicker in less distance. Yep. Well, that pre-collision stuff, it primes the brakes. Your time you step on it, they're really ready to grab. So. Oh yeah, pedals firm. It's it's solid for you, and you know you're going to get stopped. And uh, I don't know. I've never been in a panic situation. Need to use my brakes. Have you, Josh? You know, uh, <laughs> just well, a few times. Yeah, maybe once or twice, but yeah, just a few times, right? So, well, cool. I'm glad that uh, it, it worked out great for your daughter and uh, you, knowing where she's at, getting her safe, and another prime example where you need Ford Pass hooked up and ready to go. Yep, that's the thing. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too, hey, too buddy. Thanks, Thanks for, the, for the, call. the call. All right, just a few minutes left. Uh, let's do a little recap, Josh. Yep. It's uh, Black Friday this Friday morning, next Friday morning, coming up. Uh, be in line by 7 o'clock. I'd be in line by 645. We'll give everybody a number. We'll bring out the 10 cars on Wednesday at about 530, and they're priced at 99 to all the way to 999, and uh, they're great cars. Great cars. Hey, Plus, you, uh, uh-oh. This is, I yeah. can tell this is good. Are you get, ready? You got Christmas know. lights up yet? No. Okay. All right. Nope. All right. I was harassing somebody last night about it. Up and on. I still think. I said you're, I you're got, crowding Thanksgiving. Like, give Thanksgiving its You turn your its Christmas props. lights on Thanksgiving night. That's how I've always Okay. Done. That's how I've always done it. So they're up. They're just not on? No, no, no. Oh, I don't okay. think they're up yet. All right. I don't think they're up yet. Okay. I'm not getting up. To if they were up, would Mary have them on? Nope. I'm not letting her. Well, Okay, take you out Thursday of the equation. Night, all right, go all right. <laughs> we've had, well, trust me, we've had the discussion. Yeah, yeah. Not just once, not just all twice. Right. I'm, I'm right there we've with you. We've also had the same discussion. Of how many to put on? Oh well, that you got to go all out. I did last year. I'm not doing did it this you? year. You're yeah. not. Oh God, yeah, we went all out. Front, back, upside down, Griswold. inside out. We're damn near. Electric coming, calling me. Your electricity's going pretty fast. You okay? You can't you can't put up enough Christmas lights. No, I, I had enough. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So this year, not. As, I'm putting <laughs> lights up. Yes, because I do think it's cool. Yeah, I do love the lights and all that kind of stuff too from that part. But yeah, I think the Christmas lights don't and make crucify me for. But I think they need to come on. Agree. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Night. No, I agree. You you can't crowd Thanksgiving. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so well, boy, that derailed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure did. So anyway, uh, Black Friday, don't miss it. Uh, after we give, after we sell the ten cars, then we'll come inside. At least we'll have all kinds of drawings and surprises and stuff there too. Lots of cash, I know that for one thing. And then everybody that purchases the car that day on Black Friday will get a prize. Draw for all kinds of neat things. We'll have TVs, all kinds of stuff going on here to be given away. So you don't want to miss it. It's the best Black Friday ever. Everybody's tried to copy us and just can't do it, can they, Josh? No. So don't miss it next Black Friday and. Uh, December 2nd, I'll go back up on the roof for the toy drives. That's another thing. And uh, we'll find out next Tuesday if we're going to be the track promoter at the Kansas State Fairgrounds for 2024. And I hope they approve us. I hope we get ready to go. Got a lot of exciting stuff I didn't even bring to the plate. Yeah. Because I can't bring it to the plate unless I know I got yeah, to totally. get the got track. A place Once to we do get the track, yeah. I got so many more exciting things that, uh, to bring up for the racetrack and stuff like that, too. So let's see. 
hopefully the fair board's pumped and ready to go and we'll get an approval next tuesday around five o'clock so anyway everybody have a great saturday stay safe and uh we'll talk to you next saturday nine o'clock hopefully it's nine o'clock not 901 or 902 yeah gosh. anyway we'll see everybody next saturday